6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. Well, I don't have to tell you that the oil and gas industry has taken a real kick in over the past number of years, a global price war, and then the pandemic. So many things lining up just to uh, to make things incredibly, incredibly difficult. And of course, the pandemic then had everyone wondering what might come next. But what is happening are signs of a rebound. And to find out more, I'm pleased to welcome the CEO of the Canadian Association of Petroleum Producers, Tim McMillan. Tim, welcome to the show. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining me this afternoon. I know you just wrapped up uh, an annual conference earlier this week. Did it end on a more optimistic note than the last few? Yeah, absolutely. I would say it started and ended on a fairly positive note. I think a lot of cautious optimism, but uh, we seem to be going in the right direction. So when we talk about cautious optimism, what is giving you that right now? Well, I guess the caution is pretty obvious. We've yeah. just uh, we're still in the middle of the health crisis, and uh, and no one is certain of what's coming around the corner. But on the optimism side, we have seen global demand that was crushed a year ago yeah. bounce back to about 96 percent of record levels on the oil side, and uh, very close to record levels on natural gas. Price has rebounded to higher than the pre-COVID levels, and the uh, the Canadian producers are actually at near or above record levels on production of oil, and we've got some pipelines and LNG facilities under construction. Um, we've had some tough years, but yeah. uh, maybe we've turned the corner. Well, and I, I know there's so many people listening right now, Tim, that are, are hoping the exact same thing. I mean, when I hear you talk about those things, the, the numbers coming back, I, I, I mean, I, I get a sense of excitement hearing that, but um, <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing you might be telling me to pump my brakes a little bit when it comes to excitement and maybe just stick to the optimism. <laughs> you know, I think our industry is one that uh, is full of entrepreneurs and optimists yeah. that uh, it takes a few signals and uh, people are trying to get to work. And I think that that's one of our strengths. But what we're seeing right now is that uh, investors, bankers, um, the business people that are leading these companies, um, they're taking a pragmatic approach. Uh, we see drilling programs that uh, are are strong, but they're not uh, they're not maybe um, getting ahead of themselves. You hear a lot of that uh, prudence language, but in the context of we think that brighter days are ahead and that the oil and gas industry globally's brighter days are yet to come. And Tim, you know, I, I know there's so many folks that are, are waiting for a return or maybe are, are hoping for a return of the way things were I don't even know how many years ago, let's say seven years ago, eight years ago, right? What do you tell them? Uh, well, you know, to put some numbers around it, in 2014 in Canada, we as an oil and gas industry were investing over $80 billion. Yeah. That has fallen almost every year since then. And last year, 2020, we only invested $25 billion. Yeah. So... Should we be getting back to 80 billion? Well, I can tell you that global demand has been increasing and is expected to get to record levels in 2023 and continue to grow out really to the end of most forecasts. So the opportunity for Canada to get back there is real. I think it really comes down to you know, public policy, um, infrastructure, 
and uh, and being able to attract the investment here instead of Brazil yeah. or the Middle East or Russia. So, you know, we're not going to be there this year or next year, but in the next decade with uh, willing federal and, and provincial governments that are doing that heavy lifting, we can get there. Okay, so you, you touched on that, and that was going to be my next question. So, I mean, if we can attract it and get that uh, investment here, not going elsewhere, how... How, how do, what needs to be done at a provincial level? What needs to be done at a federal level to, 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 to turn that around, to, to get it back happening here? So maybe I will start federally. Um, some of the major challenges have been on infrastructure that yeah. um, we saw the federal government cancel a major pipeline, the Northern Gateway. We saw Energy East get drugged down until it was canceled. Uh, five years ago, we had 16 liquefied natural gas plants working mm-hmm. through the regulatory process. Only one has been successful. Mm-hmm. And then we passed Bill C-69 mm-hmm. that seems to be an even bigger anchor. So there are some structural challenges and uh, I think some willingness from the federal government that needs to be addressed. We're in a different world now, and I hope that they are willing to take a second look at some of these. On the provincial side, um, I think it's been quite encouraging that certainly through this past year, the Alberta government has been very proactive uh, with red tape, with uh, finding a way to operate safely uh, within the regulatory environment, and um, and that has been very helpful to allow our industry to maintain itself through the toughest times and position ourselves to look forward. So, uh, you know, more work to be done on both fronts, but that that market access piece is something we cannot shy away from. Yeah, without a doubt. You know, Tim, uh, Ottawa continue, Canada continues to work towards these greenhouse gas emission targets, and we've heard Ottawa, you know, setting a goal of net zero emissions by 2050. There was a report out earlier this week by the TD Bank suggesting that up to, what, three-quarters of those working in oil and gas could lose their jobs over the next three decades as Canada works towards doing that. I mean, those numbers, when you hear that, is that, good grief, worst-case worst case scenario, or are those, you know, the, the, the worst numbers that they're putting out there? Where do you stand when you, when you hear stuff like that? You know, I, I guess when we look at global demand increasing out for the next two decades and beyond, um, we can see the opportunity. But we also can look at reports like this and say, you know, but Canada can take a very different path. Mm -hmm. We can let that global investment in oil and gas go to jurisdictions that don't have stringent environmental regulations and greenhouse gas emission targets and reduction policies. Um, and, And just be blind to it at the same time losing two-thirds of the jobs in the most important industry in the country. Or we can take the position that the next barrel of oil in that global demand story should be coming from Canada because of the way we produce and uh, that we should be increasing our 500,000 employees that rely on this industry to 800,000. That's the type of uh, worldview that I think actually gets the environmental outcomes we're looking for and allows Canada to be the leader. You know, it's it's interesting uh, when you talk about the federal government, I wanted to to cycle back around to that for a second, uh, Tim, and it's Tim McMillan, the president and CEO of the Canadian Association of Petroleum Producers, and, and you talk about C69, we talk about the regulatory process and the, the 16 LNG plants, only one getting the approval. How much of a challenge do you feel like you're pounding your head against the wall when you're talking to Ottawa? Is anyone listening to you? 
you know, it, it, we have had some major challenges in the last few years. But coming out of 2020, um, we have struggled in the last few months to compete with the global uh, vaccine yes. um, capacity. In the next few months and the next few years, we will be struggling with a scarce capital for investment. And, um, you know, I we continue to work with the federal government to articulate how if Canada will will start to address some of our deficit problems, some of the jobs that we've lost, our economy is on its knees, oil and gas has the biggest capacity in Canada to create jobs and to drive investment. So my hope is that uh, in this budget we're going to see in a couple of weeks that they take some very clear signals that uh, they want to see the jobs and investment coming back to Canada coming out of this crisis. So I think if we aren't rethinking now we uh, we are going to be challenged in the future well you know what tim i'm going to put you on the list for budget day and i'm going to have another, another conversation with you and then find out uh, your reaction to what you heard in there you talk about those jobs um there was a lot of presentations at the uh, the conference earlier this week from the major players we know so many people have lost their jobs is the focus for these major players right now is it still trying to cut costs or will you know and 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 not that they want to cut jobs if they have to cut costs so that's you know part and parcel of it all tim is there that opportunity is there something on the horizon where we could see some of those jobs coming back you know, I, I, I certainly think that that is a possibility. And over the last few years, Canada has lost a pile of investment, um, but other countries have been gaining it. Uh, Canada was realized that we are a very high-cost jurisdiction, that the cost to get our products to market, in many cases, price us out of the investment game. So, you know, if we can address the bigger challenges around uh, market access and some of the costs unique to Canada, we most certainly can be positioning for that growth scenario. Uh, before I let you go, and I sure do appreciate you taking the time on a Friday afternoon, um, when it comes to the switch in administration in the U.S., the, the Biden administration, we know um, their commitment as well to um, uh, greening things uh, and certainly scrapping Keystone. What, what is the biggest challenge on that front right now? You know, actually, our opening speaker at the Scotiabank CAP conference was our counterpart from the United States talking about the new administration and some of those early actions. Obviously, the cancellation of Keystone was a big uh, kick to the Canadian energy sector and to Canada as a whole. Um, Some of the other actions was they put a moratorium on leasing about a third of the available oil and gas um, properties in the U.S. That has sent a real shock through the investment community about political risk in the U.S. And over the last few years where Canada has had Bill C-69 and some of the uh, some of the other regulatory issues, the U.S. has been attracting that capital from Canada. Today, I think investors have to do a calculation. What has changed in the U.S. and how does Canada balance up against that? So it may actually be a leveling effect that benefits Canada in some ways. Before I let you go, I know this um, pandemic has forced many businesses, companies, industry to, and I'm going to use a word that's been used a lot over the past 14 months, Tim, and please forgive me, but, uh, you know, to pivot, to to look at doing things differently. Um, and, and sometimes, you know, some great things can come out of that when you have to pivot and you have to make change. Is there anything that jumps out at you? Um, I, I, 
you know, as far as c companies in this province that have pivoted and are doing well and, and, and are seeing success and maybe doing things differently better? You know, I think that the oil and gas industry in Canada got thrown into crisis in 2014. And uh, we have really been uh, struggling from one issue to another since then. And that has been reflected in the loss of investment that's been coming to Canada. This year may be the first year where we actually start increasing investment again. But specific to your question, I heard something. It's not a big issue. Um, you know, I could talk about the investments in technology and innovation that are actually revolutionizing our industry. But one of the unique stories I heard this morning is a company is using their their methane on oil wells that they traditionally may have vented into the atmosphere yeah. to run a machine that is uh, mining for bitcoins. <laughs> and they've got several of them out in the field, and it's a way to use an off-gas that is otherwise just a byproduct wow. to create something very unique. Innovation, I love it, and I love it about this province uh, and uh, this country. Tim McMillan, I want to thank you for joining me this afternoon. I look forward to having a conversation with you again in the future. Thanks for this. Thanks, Kaylin. Yeah, take care. Tim McMillan, the president and CEO of the Canadian Association of Petroleum Producers.